Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Hello, everybody. Yes, we are doing a listener request this week. Yeah. Why first... do we do these? I don't know. I don't <laughs> remember. It's starting I mean, to I second think... guess myself, Holden. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of uh, Boss Baby uh, 2, the Family Business, I think is the subtitle. Can't remember. <laughs> I think it's Boss Baby 2, the Family Business, a movie that came out last year? Yeah, it did. And it was it came out in theaters and Peacock, and we had joked about doing it at the time, and then someone actually requested us to do it, so here we are doing it now. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, Holden. Uh, yes, we're going to draw large audiences with our Boss Baby 2 review. Just the demographic we're looking for. Exactly. That one movie podcast. <laughs> Tom. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Holden, what do we have for trailers this week? All right, a couple trailers. Um, so first off, we have the Netflix Resident Evil series trailer. Um, this there were is... two. Did you see that there were two of them? There were two trailers? Yeah, there are two teaser trailers. Oh, okay. I've only, I've only seen one. So, <laughs> Did you see that the second one was, uh, I got joy, 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 down. No, down. I didn't see that one. Okay, that's the second one. I actually thought that was the better trailer, but uh appears like people hate both of them, so... <laughs> See, I, for me personally, I think this looks okay. Like, I don't, I mean, it's not, I, I guess I didn't see the second trailer, but it's not a ton. Like, there's not a ton to it. Um, this first trailer was only, like, just over a minute long. Um, it's, like, a very different setting. It's not, like, directly based on any Resident Evil game. I mean, you have Lance Reddick of John Wick and Horizon uh, Zero Dawn fame. He's in it, and he's playing Albert Wesker, who's like a major antagonist in the series. But I, I, I don't know. He doesn't seem to really be like playing it like accurately to the games or anything. So it, it seems very different, futuristic city kind of setting. Maybe uh, you got that combined with the post-apocalyptic. Maybe it'll flip back and forth between pre and post uh, zombie outbreak kind of thing. To me, I'm like I'm like interested. I, I guess before I was like, oh, a Resident Evil series, whatever. Now I'm like mildly interested. <laughs> yeah, I as someone who doesn't really care about the franchise, I mean, I've played two and seven. Mm-hmm. Trying to think if I've played any of the other ones, I don't think I have. Just two and seven. I mean, I in enjoy them i don't know that much about the lore so i 
I always assume when I see something Resident Evil that I just haven't played that game, but then people are like, this isn't anything like the game. So I was like, oh, it is just completely different. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, the series hasn't even come out. Everybody settle down. Like, <laughs> if the series comes out and it's bad, then yes, then you can be angry. But, like, don't just crap on the series before it even comes out. It, it looks visually okay to me. Like, it mm-hmm. looks fine. Looks like it could be interesting. But I don't know. Uh, I am certainly not that precious about the source material so we'll see yeah and i to me it's like the fans can't decide what they want because if you want something that's like trying to be accurate to the games then you go watch the movie from last year which wasn't very good but i feel like it was almost held back by how accurately it was trying to be to the games and then this is like the opposite of that and fans don't seem to really be happy with either way so just make up your minds (laughs) It's like Star Wars. Uh, just, I don't know. Just let's see. Let's let's wait and see. So I'm giving it a Bergeron, Holden. Yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron as well. Um, and then the other trailer, uh, this one uh, is Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which is a Sundance darling from this year releasing on Apple TV+. I mostly wanted to talk about this because this is the same director as my retroactive favorite film of 2020, uh, Shithouse. So, um, yeah. What'd you, what'd you think of the trailer? Uh, it just looks very sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of got, it's got similar energy to Shithouse, I guess. That movie is very much like, it, it seems like it's almost autobiographical in some ways, at least with like experiences the director maybe went through in college. And considering the fact he's very young, it, it seemed like very recent, very like the wounds haven't healed or whatever. And I don't think this is necessarily autobiographical, but I think a lot of the themes of like, you know, growing up and everything and, you know, finding a good career and all of that. I, I feel like this could be still very close to home with him. Yeah, the emerging adulthood phase of life. Yeah. It's like an yeah. exploration of that kind of this newer phase of like, you know coming out of college people don't just get married and have a family right away like the good old days so it's like Mm -hmm. there's a whole different stage of life that occurs now called emerging adulthood exploration of that holden un (laughs) un uh explored territory or not as explored as a lot of other stages of life it's like a second coming of age yeah for yeah it is because everyone likes to focus on the high school you know growing up from that age but yeah i mean the age we're at right now, I feel like, is is somewhat untapped in in a lot of movies. Yeah, um, a good I think a good example of it, well done, is the uh, Sp- Marvel's Spider Man PS4 game. I think yeah. is a good example of the emerging yeah. adulthood exploration of that within the context of Spider Man. So I uh, this looks like it could be very good. It just looks very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it's anything we'll necessarily review on the podcast, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I think it's coming out in June on Apple TV Plus, so I'll have to figure out some way to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Apple TV Plus. Probably. Just yeah, buckle down just, and get a I month of that. I don't have an Apple TV Plus subscription and I don't really want to pay for it, so I'm gonna see maybe. Well then you go then you really don't want to watch it, Olden, do you? <laughs> It's one month. You can pay for one month of Apple TV Plus. Uh, you can watch okay. some Ted Lasso uh, and or some right. Severance. 
I hear Severance. Oh, yeah, Severance is very I, good. I do kind of want to watch Severance. But. Um, that he works at that meat sticks restaurant. Kind of looks pretty good. Want to go try yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tasty. I like those things. Meat and sticks. Put them together. I'm going to give it a Broca, I guess. Yeah, I'll give it a Broca as well. Um, so slight uh, kind of update to uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about the whole Netflix debacle. Uh, so supposedly, I think it was an internal memo uh, that got leaked that Netflix is getting an ad-supported option for sure by the end of 2022. So um, from what I, from what it kind of seems, this is not like Netflix is just getting ads like some people seem to be upset about. This is more just they're adding an ad-supported tier that I assume will be cheaper. It would be weird if it wasn't cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Um. We'll see what price it is. I mean, boy, if it's more than ten dollars a month for with ads, that is bad. Yeah, yeah. No, this has to be like eight bucks a month, maybe at most. Well, I think H. Sorry, I have ice in my mouth. Let me just <laughs> eat it real quick. There we go. Uh, HBO's ad-supported plan is ten dollars, I think, and their normal is fifteen. I don't think, like. I, if I'm going to be, I, I would not pay more than $10 a month for an ad supported thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, guessing it will be more than $10 a month. I'm guessing it'll be like $12, $13, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, HBO at least has the excuse that like they have a lot of good content, like original content. <laughs> um, can't really say that. I mean, Netflix has some for sure. But as we discussed a couple weeks ago, they're a, a lot more just throwing everything at the wall and a few things sticking yeah and they're spending a lot of money throwing things at the wall Mm -hmm. which is weird i don't it's just i don't think what netflix is doing seems very sustainable again i haven't i'm not an accountant looking at their books so take that with a grain of salt but it just is like it just doesn't seem like making all these like 200 million (laughs) dollar movies just to throw on your streaming service um that you already have a bunch of subscribers for is going to help you out at all. <laughs> but that's just me. So Yeah, um, no, I totally agree. <laughs> ad-supported plan. Uh, if it is $10 or less, Broca. If it is more than $10, Bombadil. Yeah, as long as it doesn't affect the current tier, like in any way, I don't really care. Uh, so I'll, I think I'll just give it a Bergeron. There we go. Um, oh, this is this, this made me laugh when I saw it earlier this week. So we got some Dune Part Two casting news. Some more. Um, Christopher Walken is joining the cast. <laughs> you know, um, he's joining as Emperor Shaddam the Fourth, who is like the uh, apparently the Emperor of the Universe that has been like heavily referenced in the first movie, the one that sent House Atreides to Arrakis. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm just imagining him dressed up like the Star Wars Emperor, like Emperor yeah. Palpatine. Um, well, I'm just thinking, like, I mean, I know you have like the Atreides and Dune that kind of look more normal, but I'm looking at him like from the House Harkonnen or whatever, like their getup, just pale face, like just completely dark clothing. I want him to just have a completely wild getup. I would love that. Okay. I don't know if I actually like this. Like, I like Christopher Walken, but I think it's going to be very distracting that he is the emperor. 
but I don't know anything about the Emperor character. Maybe he's absolutely perfect for it, but I think I'm just going to be very distracted by the fact that it is Christopher Walken. Yeah, I don't I mean, Christopher Walken, I mean, he he is a good actor, but it it is he's it's really hard to look at any role, even like a really good role that he's in and not just see Christopher Walken. So I'm going Bergeron, actually, which might be an unpopular opinion to have, but I just, I don't know. I haven't listened to anything about, uh, from anybody who knows anything about Dune about this casting, but I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I think it will, it'll take me out of the movie, which I, I don't think you want when you cast somebody, but we'll see. Uh, Bergeron. Uh, I'm going to give it a Brokaw purely because I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm you should be cast I'm as Mario. What? I said he he should be cast as Mario. He'd be a good Mario. Yeah. Or Luigi. <laughs> um all right. And then also uh more casting stuff uh for Scream 6. Uh so basically all this is is uh, a lot of the survivors from Scream 5 are coming back including uh Jenna Ortega, Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy Brown and Mason Gooding. Those last two I'm pretty sure are like the twins. I think spoilers. Bo- Holden. Jeez. <laughs> I guess, yeah, but I mean, I I didn't say those are all the survivors, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, what, uh, do we know what they're calling this? I don't think so. I hope it's just like Scream Six, but the S is a six or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then also Courtney Cox is for sure returning, uh, as well as a survivor from Scream Four, uh, the actress Hayden Panettiere. Um, who was a fan favorite character from that movie so yeah i don't really i don't even remember who survived scream five so i'm gonna go bergeron (laughs) uh i'll go brokaw good cast so far um jimmy do you remember that godzilla versus kong came out last year oh boy do i (laughs) I actually completely forgot until I saw this news. But anyway, um, there is a sequel being made of Godzilla vs. Kong, officially. Uh, Director Adam Wingard is coming back. uh, and It's apparently going to start filming later this year. And they've cast Dan Stevens as the human lead. Uh, He's the lead from the show Legion. Uh, but he's also worked with Adam Wingard in uh, films prior. He's he's in a bunch of stuff. He's a good actor. Um... Well, they're friends at the end. They yeah. team up. So who so what's gonna happen this time? Well, I don't, I don't like I don't know if it's for sure like gonna be a Godzilla versus Kong two or like what it is or Godzilla and Kong versus something else. <laughs> another big alien or another big robot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I mean, not really anything has been revealed about it, but uh, I mean guess we're getting more of these movies, huh? Maybe they're facing off in some Nintendo Switch sports. Oh, yeah. That'd some be cool. badminton. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we both thought it was enjoyable, right? The last one? I said just go, just look up the fight scenes on YouTube, and then that's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, hey, if they just focus more on the monster fights in this, good on them. I'm all for it. I mean, I think I, I think I was for sure more lenient on it because it was like one of the first big back to theater things, and that, that was one of the reasons why it was so successful, is because Warner Bros. was like, "Yep, we're just gonna put this." Right, we're, I mean, they did the simultaneous release thing, but 
they are one of the first big ones to be like theaters are back i don't i i don't know i think i watched it on my tv (laughs) (laughs) i uh that was just a movie in my opinion i don't care about this bergeron uh i'll go brokaw um jimmy have you ever seen this is spinal tap I have not, but I've seen a lot of clips and references to it, so okay, I know what well, it is. Apparently, uh, they're making a sequel to This Is Spinal Tap. Um, it is still pi- Spinal Tap. Yeah, this is still Spinal Tap. I, I mean, I, that would be a good title for it, actually. That would fit the, the movie well. Um, but Rob Reiner is returning as director, apparently. Uh, and then the original cast of Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, and Harry Shearer are all coming back. Um, I didn't. I didn't really see much about the movie in terms of story. From what little I saw, it was something along the lines of that their the band's original agent had passed away because I think the actor has passed away also. But their the uh, agent's widow has like a contract that they're basically blackmailing Spinal Tap with into like doing one last concert or something. And so I don't know. Very yep. interested. I like this is Spinal Tap quite a bit. Uh, it's just very funny. It's really funny to just see this band completely on this downward spiral. It's all very self-aware, and mock- it was one of the first movies to popularize the mockumentary style as well. So that was very unique for the time. Good cast. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would you be interested in watching this is Spinal Tap and and prep for a sequel, Jimmy? Maybe. I I mean, hopefully for the sequel they really crank things up to 11 you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) that's a good bit from the movie that i am referencing right you haven't seen that i have not seen (laughs) um so there we go i'm gonna give that a bro cop because a lot of people like that movie and hopefully they make a good sequel yeah i'll give it a bro as well sounds like it could be fun i i really want it to be like a parody of like old you know 70s 80s bands that are still touring and stuff like <laughs> i think that'd be a really funny just like a bunch like just breaking their hips yeah <laughs> going off the stage and just being old i don't know if i could do this anymore um anyway jimmy the netflix movie the gray man uh netflix is putting we i mean we were talked about how much money they're putting behind projects they are betting a lot on this because they are already developing a prequel and sequel to this movie um, apparently the prequel is going to follow Chris Evans' villain character. It's going to be written by the Deadpool writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. And the sequel is uh, not really not really much is known aside from the fact that it will still have Ryan Gosling in it. So I'm just going to Bombadil. Like, I just don't... Like, why would you commit to this? It, it hasn't even come out. These movies have to be very expensive. Oh yeah, just, this one is literally like the most expensive movie they've ever produced. It's like two hundred million dollars or something. Like, and really nobody's talking about it. No. <laughs> like, I mean, like maybe uh, in the film circles of the internet, sure, but the general public does not know that this movie is ex- exists and is going to come out soon. Well, yeah, it's coming out in July. It's a big movie for Netflix, and there's no trailer out yet. Like. It just seems really weird. I mean, especially since it is a movie with Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and it's directed by the Russo brothers. Like, I, I think to be like, okay, I think there is a ceiling for how much hype a Netflix release can get. Is that fair to say? Like, I yeah, I, like, I think so. Who, yeah. Like, who 
like especially for a movie like who like highly anticipates a netflix movie like i think there is but it's not like the opening day going to the theater making an event out of it like you the onus is on you to make the event on it meaning you have to like oh i'm gonna have people over and then i have to you know do set up this party instead of going out to the theater and seeing it with friends and each person is individually paying for a ticket i just i don't understand how netflix thinks this model is going to work for them uh i I mean with the closest to like any sort of hype i mean i guess there wasn't even really any hype for this but army of the dead red notice did well but i feel like that was only because people started saying like oh you see this movie with dwayne the rock johnson ryan gosling and gal gadot like i don't ryan reynolds oh yeah ryan reynolds i don't think which is literally like three a-list actors yeah and a, a movie that looks like it cost $300 million. And then it people maybe talk about it for a week. And who cares? I, <laughs> I just don't, I don't understand. I cannot fathom that making money. And I can't see this gray man being a movie where someone says, oh, I don't have Netflix. I need to get Netflix just to watch the movie Gray Man. Well, especially since, I, well, this is one of the movies that Netflix is releasing, like, in theaters for a week or two before it's on Netflix. So, I don't know. I feel like people would just go see it in theaters if they're interested. <laughs> like, I don't know. And I, my thing would be, why don't you just release it in theaters and then it comes on Netflix, like, two months later? Yeah. You'd, I feel, I mean, I don't know. Would Netflix make more money off of that? Well, I don't think they're getting anybody to sign up for Netflix for an extended period of time to just watch a movie. I think people sign up for shows. I don't think people sign up for movies to streaming services. And I I would like to see the data on that. Um, But, yeah. So, if I was Netflix, yeah. You can make these $200 million movies, but act like you're a movie studio then that also just happens to have a streaming service. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you can hype up a movie for a theater pretty well, but yeah. I mean, as we saw with HBO, I mean, it hurt their theatrical numbers, Warner mm-hmm. Brothers. So I don't know. I would, I, I just, it's, it does not make any sense to me. Bombadil. Um, yeah, I'll give it a Bombadil as well. Just seems kind of dumb. Um, my final piece of movie news is uh, Emerald Fennel, the uh, director of Promising Young Woman, which we both quite enjoyed. Uh, her next movie is going to be titled Saltburn. Um, not really much is known about the plot aside from the fact it's going to follow a lavish aristocratic English family, but it's apparently going to star Rosamund Pike. That's about all we know. Nice. I'm excited to see it. Uh, Promising Young Woman was incredible. If mm-hmm. you have not seen it, watch it. Listen to our review. I'll give this a broca. I'm excited to see whatever she does next. Yeah, I'll, I will also give it a broca. Uh, was there any gaming news this week, Jimmy? There was a gameplay demo of Gotham Knights. Oh, I heard about this. I didn't watch it, though. So tell me what you think. (laughs) I think it looks like garbage. (laughs) I think it looks very bad. I think it looks like it's a game that looks... It looks like a game from 2007, in my opinion. Like graphically or gameplay-wise? or Gameplay-wise. Graphically, it's fine. And I think they're actually... It's like just totally 
next gen now like they're not gonna cross platform it i think oh, I, saw I did that. see that yeah um which f- i don't think it looks great in that regard like it just looks like some i don't know like i think the costumes and stuff look cool and they and there's a big variety to that but just the animations leave so much to be desired. It does not look fluid at all. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny because you're literally coming from the Arkham games with like the most fluid combat in a game. And then it's just like, <laughs> it it looks so archaic. Um, and just there is no fluidity to the animations. And I just, it does not look satisfying to play at all in my opinion. There are things that look just downright goofy. Like you have each character has like a, a way of like aerially uh, crossing the map or aerial traversal. And like Red Hoods is just like he just jumps on like forest fields to get and it looks silly. <laughs> and Nightwing has like a Fortnite glider thing. <laughs> and it's just like, what is what is going on here? And the. The voice acting is just leaves a lot to be desired. And I I don't know. I think it just looks so messy and I'm I'm like I can't believe there it, it this was like okay, this was supposed to be like the curated thing that we saw. Like this is what was going to make us excited for the game. Like this was the game at its best, right? Cuz that's how they're trying to sell it to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like this game doesn't look like it's close to being finished. Like this looks like the very first draft of a game and it's already supposed to come out like three years ago. So it's like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is a mess. Holy smokes. I don't remember a ton from like the initial thing we saw, but I kind of remember that like the gameplay looked like the Avengers game. I will say they like, there was not like the hit points. They took that out, which was, better and like you can really customize the ui to be as in your face or minimalistic as you want um so that you know options are good there but again just like it it just looks like they tried to make it an online cross play game thing and it came at the sacrifice of an actually good game (laughs) you know what i'm saying like Instead of just focusing on making one or two characters really enjoyable and satisfying to play, they made, you know, all four or five of the characters and they need to like work together online. And it just seems like they cut so many corners and made so many sacrifices to make that happen that it just doesn't look like it's worth playing. That was my impression when I watched it. I looked at the comp, like people are more positive about it than that for me, but yikes i i think this is gonna be a dud which is very (laughs) disappointing because i was highly anticipating um whatever wb montreal was creating and they and i really want to see a good cordovalo story um so you know maybe the story will be good and that will at least save it but i uh, i have my doubts i would love to be proven wrong um but I was I saw that and I was like yikes yeah that's I I mean I hadn't really read much about like the online discourse behind this um I I guess maybe what little I had seen was more negative but um 
yeah, it doesn't really surprise me after that first initial reveal that it doesn't look much better, <laughs> if at all. <laughs> I would say like my expectations are even lower now. Oh, really? This most recent one than the la- than the original. So there's that. Um, all right. <laughs> the dialogue was very bad. Too. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got though. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I did realize I, this is one thing I forgot to write down, but I saw that um, Tom Hiddleston said that Loki season two is going to start filming this summer. So nice. We'll be getting some more of the best Marvel show soon. Yes, I agree. All right, Holden, are we ready to get this over with? <laughs> yeah, let's All right. do it. <laughs> Non-spoiler review of Boss Baby number two, The Family Business. All right, so um, Boss Baby 2, Family Business, um, released last year in like July, um, it released around the same time that Minions Rise of Gru is coming out this year, um, so I hope this is just a yearly slot of animated just movie we do not want to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was released in theaters and on Peacock. Um, Jimmy and I, neither of us have seen the first Boss Baby film. <laughs> Which it turns out, you really need to watch that movie in order to understand what is happening in the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This movie doesn't really... I mean, there's a few things that it kind of explains to you, but it is not waste any time. Just, you know, if you haven't seen the first one, if you don't know Boss Baby lore, uh, it's throwing you under the bus. <laughs> Which is crazy because, like, I feel like kids' movies generally, they're pretty, like, same universe, but it's just, like, you can watch one without really needing to see yeah. the other. Usually, usually if there's, like, important things, um, you know, a sequel will explain it to you or something. But this went full MCU. Um, not It's not taking, not pulling any punches. This is the Avengers Endgame of Boss Baby, really. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah um dreamworks film um i guess let's uh, synopsis of the movie uh takes okay i don't think it's a spoiler but it definitely caught both of us off guard uh is that the movie starts and it's like 20 30 years after the first boss baby because the main characters from the last one including the titular baby uh are all grown up um and that's how it starts and then oh no there's a threat to baby kind or whatever and it's more just, so adult adult kind yeah adult kind um and so then the the two main characters from the first one have to revert back to a younger age in order to stop this threat for some reason <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um I mean, this movie's it's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be, but it is also not very good, I don't think. Um, Here's where I'm at, Holden. Sure. I think this is a perfectly decent kids movie. It is very creative. Like, it is wild at times. Um, it's it's yeah. enjoyable enough. The animation's clearly a step down from the Pixar Disney level. But I didn't hate myself watching this movie. Um, (laughs) So uh, there are like, especially towards the beginning, there's a lot of just unfunny adult jokes. I guess unfunny dad jokes at the beginning. Um, 
but then it I don't know there's enough going on where it's interesting the movie just doesn't make any sense really at any <laughs> point and that's just not just that doesn't like part of that was just not seeing the first one but then like the movie itself just doesn't make sense like mm-hmm. there are babies going to this school run by <laughs> Jeff Goldblum it's like okay why do babies go to this school yeah I, I don't really understand um these yeah, school, like the, the villain's plot doesn't make any sense uh, in a lot of ways um i think so this movie is creative but i think a lot of the creativity just doesn't work especially from an animation side because like the 3d animation there's a lot of sequences in this movie that like combine like creative 2d animation and like will throw in the 3d characters and stuff but the 3d characters look so out of place in all of those scenes and like the lighting is so weird on them i just like it looks bad to me like i feel like if they had just maybe you know worked harder on integrating those 3d models into like the more creative spaces i'd be more okay with it but i just think over i mean that's a common complaint i think for this movie for me is the lighting in general just it's like so bright in every scene every character looks like it's overblown like the shot is overblown even though you know it's animated and all that yeah Um, i i see where you're coming from i don't know i it wasn't as big of a gripe for me um i'm just thinking more like the world is creative and the school sure. is creative and the plot is creative doesn't necessarily mean it's good yeah <laughs> it's yeah. just like i'm like who thought of this stuff it's uh, really it's pretty just out there i mean it's really the netflix of uh you know animated creative ideas it's throwing a lot at the wall with a few things sticking <laughs> it really is um big move to just the everybody's grown up and then they have to go back to being babies i guess yeah I, I think- um which my thing was why do they need to be babies in order to go to the school why can't they just be like 10 mm-hmm. i i don't understand why like it was like oh i guess um uh why am i blanking on his name alec baldwin uh alec baldwin like why 10. does he have to be a baby why can't he just be like 10 year old version of himself to go to the school just like tim yeah, it's it's weird to me because like it'd be one thing if maybe okay, like Ted the baby, the boss baby, has to like you know go back to baby core. This I I hate describing this movie. It sounds so weird. Has to like go back to baby core and be the boss or whatever. Then that would make more sense. But he's they're like constantly just working through Tim's kid. Like they're not even like directly in contact with this baby organization. So it shouldn't matter. Yeah, I don't know why it needs to be through baby core and why they need to be kids. Can't they just go in as parents and be like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, it's just really conf. I mean, I do think that, like the most creative part that works for me is the fact that they age up the characters at the beginning because it's like so unexpected. Um, but the way they get them back is just so nonsensical. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, there's just so much happening in this movie. So many uh, seemingly callbacks to the first one <laughs> that I'm like, that didn't really need to be in here, I guess, but probably was in the first one. So, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, there's some good messages at the core, like Tim, you know, reconciling and reestablishing his relationship with his younger brother, 
Ted, who is the boss baby, <laughs> and his relationship with his daughter and all that. Like, that's all nice and good and kind of the emotional core of the story. It's got a good message. So I think that yeah. works out fairly nicely, but just like the plot is just so all over the place. There's literally just ninja babies. <laughs> and they're completely unexplained. Like the ninja babies, and there's just a lot of them. They swarm. It's so weird. Um, I think the father-daughter stuff works pretty well. I The brother stuff is okay, but half of that development occurs when they're not together. Like half like they kind of reconcile with each other when they're not actually even spending time with each other because there's a long chunk of the movie where they're like separated, and it yeah. isn't really until the end that they actually get to reconcile together. But I just kind of wish there was more of that, you know, in person connection instead of them just finding out things about the other person while the other one isn't there. Um, but yeah, good good messages overall still though. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's all over the place. Uh, I had fun watching Alec Baldwin be the boss baby guy. <laughs> um, So that was cool. He's got a couple good scenes with that. But again, like, I'm just like, okay, I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I think. Why does, why does every kid in the world go to this school that could have only existed for like one school year? <laughs> and it's already like changing how they view school and all this stuff. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's it is weird because it I mean in some ways it feels like the school is established in this universe, but it's weird that like this plot is like just now coming to like pass. It doesn't feel like it's a like the villain's plot is a long-standing thing or anything. It kind of feels like oh, he just started the school and now this is what he's doing. Well, it is. Like, yeah. It literally could not be <laughs> for for things I I guess I won't spoil. <laughs> Until the spoiler section. But the the villain is really like, I've had my whole 17 months work of planning to do this. So Mm -hmm. it literally could not have been more than a school year. (laughs) So (laughs) I guess maybe two school years. Um, Yeah, it's it's it is what it is. It's got enough entertainment and stuff going on that I like I said, I didn't hate myself watching it. It was more like, holy smokes. I'm so lost at the beginning of this movie because yeah, uh, the first um, like 30 minutes are fairly incomprehensible if you haven't seen the first one. Well, even even outside of that, especially the first half, there's just like a ton of weird slapstick comedy scenes that like move so fast. There's just so much happening on the screen and it feels like if it was more comprehensible it could be really fun because like the characters are very cartoonish they're kind of almost like looney tunes-esque where they can just take any amount of punishment and be fine or whatever but it like there's just so much happening on the screen at any given moment and the first half of the movie just feels like very stop start stop start like you'll have like five minutes of just everything happening and then a couple minutes where it's just boring and then five minutes of like everything happening two minutes boring stuff it's the pacing is all over the place in this um i don't remember which moment it was maybe you will for spoilers that we did have a wtf is happening moment (laughs) a la sonic 2 yeah like what what is going on like i this is how did we get here And it was in, like, the first 30 minutes, too. Like, it was... that Sonic 2, that was, like, late in the movie. But we had that WTF moment early on here. 
Is that when they were trying to get to school? Is that what we were? It might have been. That I was, don't remember. That was pretty wild. There's so much. There's so many wild things that happen this way. That's where I say it's creative because I'm mm-hmm. like, I would not have thought of this. <laughs> um, it certainly wasn't boring. I can give it that at least. Like I was not bored in this movie. Really, um, there were slower moments, but everything there was. It was just a wild ride. So yeah. Um, look, I didn't hate myself. I am gonna give it a. A six out of ten. I think the thirty-nine on Metacritic is pretty harsh. I think there are much worse kids movies out there, and just movies in general that have higher scores. So I'm sure Frozen Two has a higher score. Oh, it definitely has a higher score. <laughs> um, yeah, I. You know what? I think I will say Frozen Two is worse than this. Although, I mean, in the animation department, that one obviously succeeds way more, but. That movie's just bad. People need to learn that. <laughs> that movie's so bad. Um, I liked it more than Free Guy. Then, so yeah, the two I agree with that I didn't too. like that we reviewed on this podcast, but essentially. Um, I, so yeah, six out of ten is where I'm at, Holden. I think I this is going to be very high. I might go down later. Um, five out of ten, I think, is where I'm at. I, I was kind of going between 4.5 and that, um, but... Yeah, I'll I'll go middle of the road five. I'll do that. Okay, I'm sure everybody was at the edge of their seat. <laughs> um, I will say, Olden, and you know this, uh, this movie had a moment that almost killed me. Yeah, <laughs> out of laughter. Well, it, uh, one of the funniest things <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie. Okay, look. So we'll talk about it in spoilers, and so listen to spoilers if you want. It is funny. I don't think it's that funny. I th- I was more of laughing at Jimmy laughing at it. It was it was like so out of the blue. It was just this <laughs> hysterical fit of laughter Jimmy was in. Uh, I I described it to my brother yesterday, and he was like laughing really hard just for me describing it. So <laughs> it's if it's if it can be funny when somebody describes it, then uh, it's pretty funny. Um, so yes um hopefully i describe it just as well as i did then but knowing myself i'll probably just butcher it but uh, hold (laughs) in let's let's dive into spoilers huh yep all right so spoilers for boss baby Two family business i'm sure we no one logged off of this podcast <laughs> in between that spoiler uh, discussion if you have not seen the movie don't worry we will just spoil it and then you can just ha- have fun with us uh first off jeff goldblum's the villain mm-hmm. he's a baby disguised as an adult is that how the villain is in the first one i, I don't know i think okay so i i read a brief synopsis of the first movie i think the villains are dogs in the first one which i think they briefly reference in this but i think it's like it it's like puppies are like getting all of the attention that babies should be getting or something and that's like the conflict or something so there's like a puppy co core like the baby core or whatever <laughs> so i, I don't know, know. <laughs> um anywho jeff goldblum is a baby where who's in this adult robot mech um <laughs> who establishes these schools to convince kids that they don't need their parents kind of like to not submit to authority, I guess. And then he plans on he, Oh, he also has this like massive, 
large number of baby slaves <laughs> I don't know who work on them they just type <laughs> buttons until they accidentally create code for popular apps well and it, that's how he has enough money to pay for all these schools and all his evil ventures that bit was unclear to me because he made it sound like like the babies in there like wanted to join him but they were also I, I couldn't tell if they were like willingly doing that or if they were slaves I don't know either it was it's also weird not seeing the first movie i don't know why some babies are super intelligent super babies and why others are just normal dumb babies i they did not make the distinction in this movie so i had no idea how that was differentiated um i also i i mentioned to you i don't understand how babies like will just forget that they were you know part of this Govern this like secret organization or whatever like they get to a certain age and then like the world is just not aware of it <laughs> yeah well i mean i guess works. it kind of makes sense because you don't really remember anything before you're like five anyway or something it's like you have hardly any memories from before then so yeah especially like you remember being a baby holden no you don't no but i guess i guess like if something that formative though like i feel like there would be at least a little something in there um because i mean you are part of this like huge thing well so it came back i mean for alec baldwin's character so it is in there sure we saw baby cory came back so come on holden your argument is falling apart (laughs) the lore is well established in the boss baby universe okay yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) jimmy you gotta watch the netflix show now oh yeah anywho um Jeff Goldblum, so he's he's gonna put on this like winter pageant concert play thing, mm-hmm. and all the parents are gonna come. And he's like, "Oh, make sure you use flash photography, and and share it on my apps and stuff." So they're all taking pictures. Literally, every adult apparently takes a picture, and he's starting to like brainwash them, and, and they not, become his zombie not only army. That, but every like literally every adult takes it with that app. Yeah conveniently for the plot anyway so when they are waiting for the pageant to happen the daughter is really nervous because mm-hmm. she has a solo in front of the whole crowd and and she just she's very intelligent she's a has a very scientific brain but her dad is just so creative and it's hard for her to connect with him and she just wants to make him feel proud of there her so a- she's trying to do something creative by singing a solo in this concert and she's nervous but She's kind of like, she wants her dad to see it and appreciate it. And the big hubbub is, oh, is dad going to show up for Mm -hmm. the concert? Is dad going to show up for the concert? So they are, um, uh, but the problem is dad is stuck in his like nine-year-old form. (laughs) And uh, so dad's seat is open at the concert and they're waiting for him to come. And like, oh boy, when is he going to get here? And just like as they're establishing this, out of the corner of this one shot, you can see like this guy with this walker just slowly making his way towards the middle of this row. And he's about to take a seat in the in the chair, save for, uh, what I, what is Tim? Tim. Tim. Tim and Ted. He's about to take a seat in the chair. I mean, he's like slowly making his way over. And the mom just goes, oh, no, sorry, this is taken. And the guy goes, oh, no. And then he has to turn around. 
and then all the way back to the end of the aisle to find a different seat and that just killed me because it was just came out of nowhere and it was just the most tasteless joke <laughs> in this kid's movie oh my goodness i hope i hope the build-up was worth it audience uh for that joke <laughs> the joke that I... jimmy uh died laughing at it well was... just his his voice holden you do it you're good at it oh no <laughs> that's when it sounded like oh sorry this scene is taken it was just the most horrible thing ever <laughs> like why would you like just be like oh yeah you can sit here my husband can find a different seat when he arrives but no you just clearly like limped all the way down the aisle (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i uh i was out of commission for like two full minutes after that happened i just yeah you probably don't even remember what happened in the movie for the immediate two minutes after that (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh man it was great glorious one of the funniest moments of any movie i've ever seen to be honest so boss baby (laughs) family business uh you will always have a special place in my heart for that just tasteless joke um one of the other pretty funny jokes though um i was going to mention was when they're practicing the daughter's solo and there's the there's the goldfish (laughs) or whatever that was like kill me (laughs) oh yeah yeah she (laughs) that was that was pretty funny too yeah the goldfish like interpreter and it's like not really working but then she's singing it's please stop kill me uh, one of the okay one of the weirdest jokes um did you I, we neither of us laughed at it so i don't even i don't even know if you like noticed it it was the joke when they're both in the kitchen uh, which what joke in the kitchen the okay so it's before they turn into the the boss babies um but it's like uh it, it was this weird joke where they were like fighting over like the um uh formula or whatever they were fighting over and they keep saying like they, suck they, it yeah suck it they're like oh you suck it or whatever and then the mom like rushes the daughter out of the house is like oh no we're getting a christmas tree <laughs> wait we already have one <laughs> yeah it just it was like it was really weird <laughs> like an incest joke <laughs> in a kid's movie i don't know if it was an incest joke or more of like oh i don't want you to be hearing this like foul language that's kind of how i interpret it i don't, I don't know it was, like, i i it was the fact that they were using the term suck, it seemed to me like it was an incest joke, but regardless, a weird joke. I think it just sounds like, oh, they're arguing. I don't want to hear, I don't want you to hear your dad and your uncle arguing. All well, I hope that's what it was, Jimmy. I hope, uh, maybe I should just get my mind out of the gutter, huh? Yeah, seriously, Holden. <laughs> get it out of there. No, get out of there. How's, how's the water supposed to f- flow down? You're like all those leaves up there. Yeah. <laughs> all right i i don't know if i have anything else to say about this movie jeff goldblum his character just is constantly eating candy yep yep uh jeff goldblum is i mean it's like a funny jeff goldblum performance oh by the way this is a tangent but in doing the news i read a jeff goldblum interview uh it was about the new wes anderson movie and i read it and it's written out like I, like i could just hear jeff goldblum saying it there's a lot of ums <laughs> ah uh <laughs> like that kind of thing <laughs> ah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um mm-hmm. uh, um 
but uh, what else? like I'm trying to think what there is... was such a tease when they were doing the, they were in the classroom and they were <laughs> doing the trivia questions to like compete against one another and they're like all right next question ancient Greece I was like oh boy here we go batter up let's do this <laughs> pressure's on and then they just cut away and then they cut back later and they go on to the next thing I was like oh come on man <laughs> Jimmy was so disappointed. I was like really excited because I wanted to hear Jimmy like rip into it if it was wrong. But <laughs> um, oh, I I I mentioned to this dur- to you during the movie, but the speech that uh, the villain gives just sounds like Grindelwald's speech <laughs> yeah. at the end of the second Fantastic Beast movie because he's like, oh, you know the parents and they they're the ones that create war and famine and all this stuff, global like, yeah, warming. This- this is just what the wizard said about the muggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot, man! I'm I'm for uh, I'm for what? What was the guy's name? Doctor. I don't remember. Like Jeff Goldblum's character. Yeah, I can't remember. Doctor Jeff Goldblum, baby. <laughs> yeah, like, oh shoot! I think I'm signed with him. <laughs> he making more sense than Grindelwald. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Uh, what was the thing deal with the wizard i don't know i think he was a thing from the first one that they just kept and it's like well it's just gandalf and he's like you shall not pass you shall not pass i'm like oh very clever well i was like is that so is he supposed to be like a figment of tim's imagination but he has like real world presence so i guess not (laughs) i don't know oh uh we liked we did not mention tim's kid at all played by amy sedaris yeah because she doesn't need to be in the movie. She doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's I mean, just like, hey, you guys, baby core says you got to do this. And the real mission is that you two got along. And then the other mission was that you stopped this guy. I'm like, why wasn't like, he's clearly a threat. Why is he not the main mission? <laughs> why is it's It just seemed so weird. But yeah, well, I, mean, I guess it's good for babies if they rule the world. I don't understand why baby core was trying to stop him. I don't even understand what the mission of baby core is having not seen the first one. But baby core was like just all at the beginning and they just didn't really mention it the rest of the movie. My my understanding is that Baby Core is like just about protecting baby kind and like their relationship with their families and stuff, which I think is why like the conflict in the first movie was against puppies. But I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Weird well, con- we'll just have to go and watch that one, huh? Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. On the bright side, I did see as I was searching for Boss Baby too. I was flipping through Hulu, so I'm like, I have Hulu for like the 99 cents a month promotion that they sometimes do on Black Friday, and um, I was just looking through it. I'm like, oh, Mummy Three's on here, <laughs> the, the Dragon Emperor, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. I'm like, I better watch that. I've seen that trailer so many times. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, Holden? Um, no, I don't think so. Whatever. This movie's it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we we are owed a good listener request, so make sure you request a good movie next time. And um, is this a Logan Sutter? You're never allowed to request a movie again. Oh, uh, the, there was the the cringiest line in the movie was uh, when the parents were zombified and uh, Boss Baby says, "Oh no, it's Night of the Living Boomers." Yeah, 
That's the worst line. Uh, made me cringe really hard, but yeah, that's it. Good one. That's, Even that's, though the parents are like millennials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yes. Boss baby two over done. Not talking about it anymore. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, what am I doing? Uh, This week, I watched a Jackass 2.5. I just kind of wanted to, like, we have the 4.5 coming out on Netflix this week, uh, I think on Friday. So I just kind of wanted to see what this was all about. And it's pretty much exactly, I think, what we've talked about. It's it's cut stunts from the uh, original movie. It's interviews with the cast and crew. It's kind of a nice little diversion. It wasn't, at least with 2.5, nothing too spectacular. I, a lot of the stunts, I could see why they were cut. Um, some of them were very funny, though. So it was, I was, And it was only like an hour long total, that one was. So it wasn't like... I wasted an hour, but it wasn't as good as the main Jackass movies for sure. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how 4.5 is. Um, and then I also watched the Sam Raimi movie, The Gift, um, which came out It came out two years before the first Spider-Man movie did. Um, but it, it has uh, both J.K. Simmons and the uh, woman who plays Aunt May in it from the original spider-man trilogy Hmm. which is kind of funny but it is like the most boring sam raimi movie i've ever seen (laughs) oh that's too bad yeah and it's it's a shame because it's you got those two actors you've got kate blanchett you've got keanu reeves um like a bunch of like great actors and keanu reeves is playing a villain which i've never really seen before he's a racist too says some slurs wow (laughs) just uh it was like this interesting thing and like the concept is somewhat interesting it's basically Kate Blanchett plays someone who has like ESP um and so she gives readings and stuff and then like a local person gets murdered and so she's like trying to help and there's more personal angle to it and everything but the movie is just like it's gets pretty predictable like I guessed from the start who like did the murder and everything I don't know it was kind of just two hours of being kind of boring um good performances i'll say but i don't it's not anything you have to check out all right i will not (laughs) um and then the other movie i checked out was sideways um which stars paul giamatti um sandman from the sam raimi trilogy uh sandra oh some other people um and it is it's basically just this movie about this like writer and his like friend who's getting married and they go on like a wine tour around like California and it's it's basically I mean a lot of people call it the wine movie because there's so much just wine lingo and stuff in it and it's like this really well-regarded comedy uh, dramedy I guess you could say um, I think it's very well done but it I just like it did not click with me and it's it was made by Alexander Payne, who's made movies like Election, uh, Nebraska, and The Descendants, all which are quite re- well regarded, but none of them like really have clicked with me. I don't know. So 
I think also part of it is is that I like I do not care about wine, so it's just like <laughs> all this wine lingo that's thrown around. I mean, it is it's not like you have to know about wine, but I'm like, wow, this is just seems kind of pretentious in a lot of ways. Yeah, this is a real Chardonnay. Yeah, this is a real. I think I think the main character hates Merlot, so uh, real Merlot. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I seem to be in the minority of thinking it's just all right, but whatever um then in terms of tv i'm most of the way through the first season of better call saul right now jimmy oh yeah um very good so far i really like watching breaking bad type material in a show that i know nothing about (laughs) so i'm i'm really interested to see where this is going um so far the best episode has been the one that's like all about mike i think so um, no you don't want to do that. <laughs> I yeah, Mike's, wouldn't do that if I were you. I wouldn't do that, Walter. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's very good. I'm also, uh, since I usually like to have like a comedy in there too, I've been watching Barry on HBO, um, which is very good. The Bill Hader thing where he's a hitman, but he wants yeah, to become I, an actor. I thought about watching that one. Yeah, it's, I was like, I was like, that's a show that people just like but it kind of goes under the radar so mm-hmm. but then i was like i i think i'm gonna watch rome next sure. on hbo but barry's on the back of my mind it's like i come on to get around to that because i think you really like it yeah i think you'd like it and it's pretty short like eight episode seasons each one's like under 30 minutes so it's not much of a time commitment um but i had seen the first season previously wanted to get back into it i don't know why i stopped because the second season was out at the time but I'm really liking it, uh, everything that I had seen before. Are uh, there three seasons? It, the third season's yeah. airing right now. Okay. So, um, but apparently each season is progressively better than the last. But if that's true, this first season is pretty good, so I can't imagine where it goes from there. Um, yeah, I think that's it for TV. And then video games, I've just been playing a lot of the Skywalker saga. I am on Return of the Jedi going in chronological order i think they have overall like i think the first two episodes are the weakest uh which goes with the movies too you know what i'm saying <laughs> um but <laughs> I no i uh, rise of skywalker no rise of skywalker is worse than all of the other ones um but no i think i i overall like it empire strikes back was so much fun i thought the hoth stuff was really cool um yeah, I don't know. Really liking that game so far, Jimmy. Yeah, I really need to get back to it because I haven't played it in like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to. And uh, I will definitely get around to that when I am in summer mode, Holden. The next time we talk, I will be in summer mode. Oh, my god. Well, more so like wedding mode, but wedding slash summer mode slash no school mode. Um, Let's see here. I have been watching season two of the boys rewatching it i don't remember if i was done with season one last week but yeah you very were. good love the boys great show looking forward to season three that's sneaking up on us that's like first or first or second week of june that starts yeah uh kenobi's sneaking up yeah. on us too yeah, got kenobi yeah a lot of stuff i was Stranger thinking things coming out what let me do the math here <laughs> kenobi Let's see. So the first two episodes air at the 27th. And then there's four more after that. So let's see. Yeah. So the 
the final episode of Kenobi will air the weekend of my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry, say sorry, Emily. I gotta watch Kenobi here. <laughs> Just finishing up the last episode on the altar. <laughs> hey, hold on, Emily. Sorry, Ewan's talking. <laughs> oh, they took the mask off Darth Vader. How about that? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Um, she was talking about aisle decorations. I said we should get just a bunch of st- uh, stormtrooper cardboard cut up cutouts going along the aisles. I and bet she was thrilled about that. And then play the Imperial March as she's coming down the aisle. <laughs> um, yeah, she didn't go for it. Um, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I went to the State Theater twice. This week, Holden in Sioux Falls, great movie-going experience and affordable, too, which is great. Um, Star Wars on the big screen. That was awesome. Re- one of my better movie-going experiences. Honestly, I hadn't sat down and just watched A New Hope in a long time. That movie's great. Mm-hmm. And seeing it on the big screen was so much fun. I, I really, it helped mentally transport myself to 1977 and kind of see it as if I was seeing it that day. Like partially it was like, it almost felt like seeing it for the first time. Really, it was great. Uh, All the stuff I'd forgotten about it. I just never really realized how like C-3PO and R2-D2 kind of carry that, the first act of that movie in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Um, It is, (laughs) I'm reminded how jarring it is to see Uncle Owen and uh, Aunt, whatever her name is, I can't remember. The, the Lars family just incinerated by stormtroopers um, and him joining the Obi-Wan and going on this adventure and it's just great and it, it is a shame because the new special edition effects just stand out like a sore thumb watching that it is so distracting mm-hmm. like oh you did not need a lot of this especially the stuff like when they're going to Moss Eisley and you got a speeder going over here and just a CGI creature going over there it's like (laughs) you don't need that at all I didn't need that um the whole job of the hut scene he literally says Java you're you're a wonderful human being (laughs) it's like (laughs) wait he says human being he does he's like Java you're a wonderful human being it's like beat (laughs) It's it's an awkward moment to watch, and it doesn't add anything, in so my opinion. I, what I'm curious about, Jimmy, was uh, the version that played in the theater, the McClunky version. Yes, McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to see the uh, the George Lucas vision the way he meant it to be, apparently. Um, so yeah, it was a ton of fun, honestly. Just fun, fun movie to watch. Still feel bad for Chewbacca at the end, not getting his medal, but he gets it in Rise of Skywalker. Thank you, J.J. Abrams. We really needed that. That was the priority. The, um, I will say the way they do the like the end of uh, New Hope in Lego Star Wars is pretty funny, like with the Chewbacca thing. <laughs> they just like pretend to put it over him. Oh, got to be a little quicker than that. Uh, I'll have to find out and see. Um, yeah, great. It was so fun. Unfortunately, like all the other showtimes for Empire and Return of the Jedi are sold out, I believe. So, But that was cool to see it. And uh, maybe my second favorite Star Wars movie behind Revenge of the Sith. Nice. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's up there. 
maybe my favorite of the original trilogy. And that's, I think that's what I got. Oh, I also watched uh, X again last mm-hmm. night with my brother. Good time. Still funny. Yeah. Great moments. Fun to watch. Good slow burn. Stayed around for the post credits this time, Holden. Nice. To see the trailer. <laughs> so, yeah. All righty. That's all I got. You can take us home, sir. Awesome. Well, uh, next week is, what is it? I think it's Men, Alex Garland. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. So, yeah, we will be watching Men. Uh, I assume it'll be playing here. Um, I guess I don't know. Yes, I I think I got a Cinemark thing. Okay. Like, hey, this movie's coming out. Yeah, so we'll do Men. Uh, We're two weeks away, I believe, from Top Gun. So, of course, very excited for that. Um. (laughs) We could just review the two Obi-Wan movies. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Top Gun is apparently good, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the new one. So, like, really good. I still have my doubts. Yeah, I mean, neither of us like the first one either. So, we'll see. Um. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we finally did a listener request again. So if you want to do a listener request, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or uh, send us an email at podcast at gmail.com or donate to our Patreon. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's it, Jimmy. All righty, sweet Holden, another one in the bag. I think this might have been episode 150, so good on us, Holden. Congratulations to us. I'm glad we did Boss Baby for this milestone. What a way to celebrate. I think we did Spiral for the 100th episode. And 50th episode was Onward. So what a trifecta. <laughs> Great triple feature there. <laughs> um, what will be episode 200? Something in early May next year or late April. So we'll see. All right. Adios, pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast.